0: Well, you know, if there was ever a day that you need that bugle, uh, t- today would be it. I don't know about you, but there seems to be some confusion. Is this a work day, a
1: holiday? What's going on? This is a work day. This is Tuesday, July 5th. I don't think we're promised that one. Okay. I don't <laughs> From the looks of
0: things last night, there were so many people on the beach at like 9.30 that those people can't be going to work today. It would be hard. Work.
1: So like July 4th should be a four-day weekend friday wasn't off so technically july 5th should then be off i think i I just created in my head right well knowing that july 4th is really a nighttime
0: holiday you celebrate during the day and then everybody waits for the fireworks um you know you'd think that the fifth would be the carryover but we're here we're excited i got a great great show because i had all that time and the creative juices going. I saw somebody post something that was incredibly funny. Um, you know, people are standing there with their cameras and they're videoing every piece of the fireworks, and they will never look at that again.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> Just- you, you saw what Michelob did, and I forget was it was the PGA or the Masters of the dude who everybody had their phone out taking a picture, and he was the only one who didn't have his phone out, and he had a Michelob and he was watching. And they made a whole campaign around him about just all you need is a Michelob to enjoy it. So it was great. It was great. But it's usually how it goes. Everybody's on their phone. They look at the world through their phone and then never, ever look at those things again. Um, So you never really get to experience them.
0: So uh, last night was our first night um, on the balcony, overlooking the beach, the intercoastal, and basically all of Broward County. And it was pretty magical, my
1: friend, looking at all of the different places, do you, remember, do you remember the end? Do you remember like the end of Fight Club? That's when exactly just- what I thought. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> we did. did not stop right. <laughs> that is so bizarre, man. Wow, incredible,
0: incredible. Anyway, just a great weekend. Uh, the week before was my birthday. Uh, just it's been June was fantastic. We're here, we're July, you know, we got. Um, great things planned, but there's always some fun stuff that happens, um, you know, over July 4th. This was a cool video and it's all about legend.
1: Way to go, Dad. <laughs> and a proud example. But That's everybody a, gets in the spirit on July 4th.
0: Um, you know, so today's show is going to focus on uh, habits, getting back to routines. A lot of people been off Thursday, Friday. were big travel days. Now we're Tuesday. Got to rev the engines again. So I'm going to talk about habits. One of the habits that I do religiously every single day is I read and listen to affirmations. You all know that it's part of my coaching philosophy and boom, uh, July 4th. This was yesterday. This week will be full of growth, transformation, and transcendence. I am ready to accept everything this week has to offer, trusting that it all supports my highest good. I'm open to experiencing all that I need to in order to further my growth Bam. Drop the mic. Thank you, universe. I'm ready.
1: Good. And you woke up ready. You're wearing pants today. I want everybody to know he is wearing pants today.
0: I am uh, lunching with my favorite banker, uh, Mr. Jerry Latrento, this morning. So lots of great stuff ahead. Um, Let's get into wake up music because we got to do that. That's part of our routine, part of our habits. Then... It's halftime. We talked about what happens after halftime. Wait till you listen to Ray Lewis take us into the second half. good morning from mark noodleberg you all remember him he used to work it on the ball he now is uh he's living the mountain life <laughs> just
1: but going back to it kai is having the greatest summer ever he's running around with his cousin uh so we're super happy for them. but two more days of us we get today and tomorrow yes today I mean, and tomorrow
0: so as I said, you know, we were we were stuck. Mark posted something before he left that we're coming into halftime. It's a time to, you know, look at yourself, reevaluate, get remotivated. Look at what you did great. Look at what you did. But anyway, let's get into Ray Lewis taking us into the second half. I, can, uh, I can't thank you guys for the opportunity. Let me tell you something. If tomorrow wasn't promised, what would you get for today? Forget everything else. Forget everything else, forget that there was any sunlight left, what would you spend today thinking about yourself, or the man that's beside you, or the man that you know you'll get everything in your heart for? We get one opportunity in life, one chance in life to do whatever you're going to do, to lay your foundation and to make whatever mark you're going to make. Whatever legacy you're going to leave, leave your legacy. And it's found through effort. Wins and losses come a dime a dozen. But effort, nobody can judge effort. Because effort is between you and you. So if you think about a line that just is so empowering, effort, you're the only one who knows. The man in the mirror is the only one that knows effort. I mean, that guy is so inspirational. I've had the pleasure of doing some work with him. I went to uh, one of his charity events in, you know, in Atlanta. And man, when that guy gets up, he has a gift for stirring people.
1: And you know, so that was pretty cool. I love the I, way he started it. He was like, thank you for this opportunity. You know, It brought me immediately in that he's fortunate to be able to spread what he's learned and the lessons that he's taken away and share them and be genuine about it. You know it's coming from a place of heart. I mean, I have chills listening to him. I'm obviously yeah. a sports guy. The locker room is the most sacred place to exist in sports, and that guy was the ultimate competitor, the ultimate leader. And when he spoke, everyone listened. And it's super cool that he kind of continues to give back to the next generation.
0: So, the, so first of all, spot on. But the you know what? One of the things that I point to is those are the things that are like drinking gasoline. You know, you gotta fill your tank full of all of that kind of stuff. When he says, you know, if tomorrow wasn't promised, guess what? It's not, it's not promised. Today is what you got. Effort is what you can give. That is not a commodity. You're the one who controls the throttle. What you put in is what you get out, all of that stuff. And all of those messages are around us. That's why affirmations, that's why you listen to people around you who are putting out good stuff like that. So, staying in that theme, you know, we are very, very committed to habits. And there's nobody better than James Clear. I mean, he sold a gazillion copies of this book. He's in every country. He's so cool that he figured it out. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. If you do not have a system, right, you will fail. If you are not following james clear please follow him but it's our mantra it was mine uh, for a long time he put it into words that were easily digestible get better one percent show me james clear
2: one way to think about it is just kind of basic math like if you just look at the numbers if you were able to improve by one percent each day for an entire year and those gains compound you would end up 37 times better at the end of the year and if you were to get 1% worse, you would whittle yourself almost all the way down to zero. What's interesting here is that everybody wants a transformation, right? Everybody wants a radical improvement, want rapid success. But we fail to realize that small habits and little choices are transforming us every day already. For the rest of this talk, there are four stages of habit formation. I'm gonna take you through each of those four. So the four stages are noticing, wanting, doing, and liking. Noticing, wanting,
0: So I'm pretty, pretty cool. I'm not sure why that cut off where it did. My apologies. He was going to review all those. But just the mere fact that these little incremental things create these monster changes, it's not spending nine hours in the gym. But I loved when he put it, he goes, everybody wants a transformation. Everybody wants to get better you know, that I hear that all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, sign me up. I wanna, they're just not willing to do what it takes because they think that it's this massive, you know, push like way, 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 you know, crazy,
1: you know, training when it's really not. And so- well, I think know, everybody, everyone's first transformation is diet. I think we're almost at the season. We're gonna get through summer. Everyone's gonna live it up for two months and feel like shit after. And then they're gonna try to snap the finger and go eat vegetables every day. Drink green juice instead of just one meal at a time. Don't eat bread for a day. Or the, the steps that get you there are really where the changes happen, not the end goal. People just say what they want to do, but then set absolutely no plan or have no system, and then they fail. So you know he, he goes on to say that
0: if you're not writing down what you need to do, it's never going to happen. Your brain is pulling you in all kinds of different ways. We live cluttered mindset. Um, it, You know, it's just a reality. So he comes up with these little hacks that are amazing. One of them mirrors football. So we're on this football theme. James Clear, talk to me about the two minute drill.
2: There is no habit that we're gonna work on that takes less than two minutes to do, but nearly any habit can be started in under two minutes. So if you take exercise, for example, you know, often people will get home from a long day of work and they say, oh, I'm too exhausted to go for a run or to try to exercise. So I never get around to doing it because I think about, oh, I have to run five kilometers or whatever, some long distance that seems overwhelming to me. So rather than focus on the whole thing that you need to do, I would encourage you to focus on just the first two minutes. So what's the first two minutes of that habit? I put my running shoes on, I get out the door and I lock the door. And if you do just that, it doesn't matter if you take another step. But what you find is that motivation often comes after starting not before. We often think that motivation is something that we're supposed to have before we do work, but motivation will come as a result of doing some small bit of work, and then we can trust that the rest of the process will flow easily. But the point here is that the motivation needed to complete a habit is at its peak, at the beginning of a behavior. The greatest amount of friction for any type of task is in the beginning, is in the starting. So the key idea is make it so easy that you can't say no.
0: You know, so it's so funny because every time I speak and tomorrow I'll be speaking to the entire uh, company, at closet factory. I'm excited to come and see them. But every time I speak, I go, anybody in here own a library? You know, and everybody says no. uh, When I spoke to the people at Hard Rock, there was one guy who said, yeah, I've got a little library in my house. And I said, good for you. I said, but owning a library, we all do. Click, 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 YouTube you know, and Google are our gift to this generation where in two clicks you can find anything. This is part of my library. All the things that I do to remind myself, I'm a fanatic about that book, but just the work of putting this together was, was the reminders I started it and once I started it, I was on firing on all cylinders and then it's implanted in my brain to go out and do. And so it it all comes down to, and I I love the way he put it, you know, motivation. Everybody, oh, you're a motivational speaker. You can't really motivate anybody that doesn't want to be motivated. It's the the lift. It's that first step that says, I'm going to move in that direction to get something I want done. And boy, it's liberating, which leads us to the just the greatest song to kick us back into gear. It's time to take care of business.
1: question as if you're playing the keyboard <laughs> I
0: that could be me that was actually um <laughs> was a good Paul, one. his name the guy that was on Letterman Paul the guy's name is Paul Paul Schaefer Paul Schaefer is who was playing that um look at Scott Oglesby because he gets this right once you're in the gym it's on it's the challenge of getting to the gym it's the challenge of in his case putting on your sneakers and saying okay I'm gonna do it so you know I am a you know crazy man about rituals most people start with morning rituals that's what I wrote in my book but I came across a list of 26 fast habits that can lead to extraordinary results and I thought we'd spend a few minutes just going over them the number one thing for me is my habits start with evening rituals my evening habits the night before I am totally prepared. I have everything set to go. Almost like when I was in school and you pack your lunch the night before. I really use that mentality. Um, Talk to me about that.
1: Um, I I think of Friday nights. I think of, you know, going through film, going through perfect, you know, cadence of what we were supposed to do. Everybody knew what they had to do before they went to bed. Even during the week, we set the practice plans for the next day. We knew what we were going to install. We knew what the meetings were going to look like. We had it all done. We didn't wait for the next day to come in and try to figure it all out. And it gave you a sense of peace, I think, is where I woke up the next day ready to attack because I knew what I had to do. There was not wasted time coming in the morning thinking about, oh, what are we going to do now? Where in the business world, there is a little bit of like that. You know, You come in at 9 o'clock, you're like, well, the first hour is planning, and then I get into this instead of setting it beforehand and waking up in the morning, being fresh and being like, great, I need to attack this and go do this now. And I think the results speak for themselves when you do it. So,
0: so it's interesting because my evening ritual, you know, I actually print my daily calendar, you know, which is, you know, uh, I have right here, you know, it's all printed. I have my coaching notes printed. I know I, I'm not saving the trees, my apologies, but when it's in writing, I review it. I take 15 minutes and review everything. Then when I go to bed, I love the term sleep on it. I am already dreaming about how the huddles gonna go, how what reaction, how I'm gonna feel, what the day is gonna look like. So I've already dreamed through. I've dreamt through what it looks like. and so all of that matters. And it actually starts the night before, which nobody used to think that. They go, oh, you know, we'll start fresh tomorrow. That's bullshit because you're already there. And so for me, literally, people would say, you know, I would look at some people and I get, you you know, show up and throw up. That just doesn't work. So lots of these hacks.
1: And when you you sleep on it, sometimes you wake up in the morning with a lot of clarity about what you should do. You had an idea the day prior, whatever you were tired. It doesn't matter. You at least set a plan and then woke up with clarity and allows you to alter it and feel better about it and do what you need to do. So one of the
0: things I am maniacal about teaching and honing and keeping to is the practice of saying, no, you know, you just can't do everything for everybody. And so, you know, we were brought up to people, please. Like, well, I feel guilty because I can't do that, but it interrupts my day. Warren Buffett says, the number one skill set is say no decline re- requests you want to accept because you can always go back and change your mind. Mastering how to say no will save you a lot of time and you just can't, you know, like I, I get requests all the time for random, random people who have seen me and I'm flattered and they go, oh, I'd love to have a virtual coffee with you. My calendar doesn't allow that now. But share with me what you want and I'll, you know, see if I can get back to you to that kind
1: of thing. I think it shows up in all aspects of our life. We are a, uh, a country of consumption, of overconsumption. We overconsume TV. We overconsume food. We overconsume alcohol, drugs, all these different things, media, that we don't say no to anything in our lives. You have to say no to a lot of things, not just business. The things that aren't making you a better person, you have to say no to them. You know that what they are. You know you're like, oh, they're my guilty pleasures or whatever they are. You have to be able to say no to the things that you know aren't making you a better person. And that goes for people, it goes for food, it goes for anything that might happen in your life.
0: So, you know, it's interesting when I talk about diet, and diet is the first thing people talk about, habits of eating bad food. Your diet is what you watch, what you listen to, who you hang out with, all of those things, you know, reading, all of that stuff. So a steady diet of YouTube videos like James Clear, like Seth Godin, like Jocko, like there's tons of information, you know, Matthew McConaughey, I pull, you know, samples of it, little bits and pieces to share with you here, but it's all part of my diet of of preparing myself. So can you imagine this? Football team is in the locker room. We get this great halftime speech by Ray Lewis, and then we go out to play the game, and we do not wear our helmet. <laughs> Stupid! It would never happen. Your helmet, your gear is protecting you against the bullshit that the world is throwing you. And I'm, um, you know, it's a reality. You, um, I, I did a study for one of my presentations. We are program negative. The brain is programmed with a negative bias. Google negative bias. You will see 70% of the thoughts are negative. We have to create the habits to overcome that. And the doing, like he said, do this, do that, the routines of doing that. And if you ask the best of the best, they have airtight systems that keep their behaviors in check. So I thought it was a great way to start the the half- Let's go. There's lots of great things that can happen. If you didn't get what you want, you can get it. If you got what you want, you can get more. Take us home, Jake. Any last thoughts? Happy
2: Tuesday. We'll
1: be back tomorrow, same time, 758. Get after it today. Knock off the cobwebs. Create some good habits. And most importantly, let's get down to business. I'm about to let my heart speak My friends keep telling me to leave this
0: So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business I'll Give you one more night, one more night to get this you have had a million, million